Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 245, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. Again, beautiful night sitting out here by the fire on the front porch. It's awesome. Loving it. Hope uh, you're doing well wherever you are. Uh, as you can tell by my voice, I've caught the bug. Uh, not COVID, uh, but I, I did get a little uh, a little cold. Uh, I don't know. I had like one of those little 24-hour deal. I don't get sick very often. It takes a whole lot for me to get sick. So I don't get sick very often. Um, and it usually doesn't last long, but usually when I get sick, it, I get really bad sick. Um, so, uh, but this was just like a little 24 hour deal, body cramps, you know, took a COVID test just to double check and make sure all good to go there. Uh, but, uh, my voice definitely got a little bit of it, a little scratchy in the throat, but as they say, the show must go on. And so it is. And, um, I'm trying to get better at doing three of these a week. Uh, I know that had been a consistent pattern for a while, um, but man, I'm telling you, uh, this move to Phoenix was awesome and I loved it, but it really, as I've talked about in the last few episodes, like it really got us this year. So just trying to figure out new patterns and relaunching Phoenix One, my nonprofit and all these, you know, family stuff and all that kind of craziness I kind of got behind. And so the commitment is to really do three of these a week. Um, especially, I, I mean, I know for a lot of you, especially those who are pretty consistent, um, that this is part of your rhythm. And I want you to know how important that is to me. I do think about that. Um, and I value that and it's important. And so I just want to say thanks, but I, I want to tell you, like, I want to try to honor that even better. Uh, I know that I haven't been the best at it as consistent as I normally was in years past. And so the, the goal here in the new year is to be a bit more, uh, consistent, stay on with those three weeks. I, I do think that's an important thing. So, uh, and with that, just saying thanks, you know, thanks for listening. Appreciate the support. Some of you give on Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash front porch confessional. I really appreciate it. Some of you get through Venmo and some other areas checks. And I really do appreciate that. Appreciate the support. It really does help me to continue to move forward. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Um, and uh, some of you bought the devotional. So thanks. I always love that. So the goal would be to get a couple more of those out. Um, but again, just trying to find the time to be able to do that right now has been interesting. So the goal would be this year to, to launch a few more of those and the hope would be to release a larger one. So, But that's where we're moving towards. And uh, hopefully that will be able to happen this year. All right. The passage for today. Man, oh, man, this is a good one. Uh, Romans 14 verse 12. Romans 14 verse 12 says this. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. I had mentioned this briefly. I don't believe I, I used it as a part of a story or anything like that. But um, about three days before, three or four days before Christmas, uh, someone stole the catalytic converter out of our car so what they did and we we learned a lot about this uh by the way if you have a prius we have a toyota prius um if you have a prius they love priuses so they basically show up with a couple dudes they stuck a stone under my front tire they jacked up the car 
they cut out with like a sawzall, a sawzall, a battery operated sawzall, cut out, took two bolts, see you later. It cost $3,900 to repair. Now, I didn't have to pay it out of pocket, grateful for insurance. Uh, but they took that thing from out of my, like lickety split. Well, of course, you know, when that happens, you start to feel vulnerable. You're like, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do this anymore. And so, you know, I did some research and got some cameras, a door, like a, re- a doorbell camera. I got one for the back. And, you know, so now like anything, like now I'm getting alerts all the time as things are being, our <laughs> people are walking by and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of fun, like, you know, with the kids, like you say for Cooper, he's a senior. And I'm like, dude, you got to get to school on time. He's like, oh, I do. I do. I leave before he does. Well, now I know exactly the time he leaves the house because it, it dings me. I'm like, ah, bro says he's going to school on time, but he's not. And now all of that's in the plane open. This is a bit about what Paul's trying to help us understand nothing we do nothing we do is in is in private it's all public as a as it relates to god it's all public it's all seen he knows everything and he's gonna call us to give an account for that but what's really interesting about this passage is so very important what's interesting about this passage the context of it is dealing with uh, with judging one another, specifically Christians judging one another. And I started to think, well, gosh, that's not relevant today. That's not happening at all. Like, I, I don't even know what to do with this passage. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, yeah, we got a problem with this, like a big, big problem. So he gets done with this whole section on judging one another how ridiculous it is you know this person has this preference this person has this preference and he kind of lands this section by saying hey listen when we get to heaven each one of us we're going to give an account to god himself and what i started thinking through as i was working through this passage in my brain is that the culture that we currently live in obviously the culture that paul was in at the time the roman culture uh, had a lot of laws, especially as it relates to Jews and Gentiles and this whole scene, right? Um, it was complicated. And actually, Romans and most of the epistles of what Paul's trying to do is try to help work through all this, trying to help them to come together as one, because that will be the place where the gospel moves forward, the good news, as people and Christians come together. But we live in a culture that is a culture of pure judgment. We just judge each other, right? There's rich, there's poor, there's right, there's left, there's the powerful, there's the weak, there's the top of the ladder, there's the bottom of the ladder. Like in Yaki, go on and on and on. But this is the system in which our culture evaluates them some. And, And it's really divided into like teams. You know, are you on the winning team or are you on the losing team? I'm gonna judge you constantly for everything you do based upon those kind of ways in which we segregated the culture as a whole. And I think, in, again, in my short life that I've lived at this point at 45 years, where I have watched this elevate. Now, not to say that it didn't happen in the past. It definitely did. There was tons of judgment, and there always has been. But where I have seen this, especially as it relates to Christians against Christians, is on social media. Social media creates a platform that feeds you constantly and affirms you 
It says what you're into is the right thing to be into. It continues to create an algorithm that's hitting that dopamine in your brain and hitting you over and over saying, see, you're right. You're right. Can you see? You're right. They're wrong. Can't you see it? They're wrong. You're right. Over and over and over and over and over. And it has created a system of segregation. It has created a system of judgment. And people can post things, horrible things, horrible judgments against one's, one another without ever seeing another person. <laughs> they can just literally post it out in for the whole world to see. And I'm just, I'm on my soapbox here, so you got to let me have a minute. But like, I'm over it. I'm like, oh, aren't you over it? Aren't you over Can you... How ridiculous do we look to our world? We look no different. How, how is this good news? How is this gospel? Right? Paul's saying this. God, he sees your judgment against your brother and sister in Christ. Even if you, if you disagree with him, he sees it. He sees it all. He sees your posts. He sees your heart. He sees your thoughts. And you're going to give an account for those things. Now, if that doesn't cause you to stop in your tracks, I would encourage you right now to repent. The God of the universe, holy, the angels go, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Isaiah says that he hid his face from the Lord. He says, woe to me. I am a man of unclean lips and I live amongst the people who are unclean in light of God's holiness. And if you don't pause and in that moment, and deal with what Paul's saying here, it shows that there is a massive heart problem that you just need to address. And here's what you need to know is grace and mercy covers a multitude of sins. But you are responsible to respond to the spirit of the Lord that's convicting your heart right now. Right now. Because we have been known for judgment. Just look it up. Type on the internet. Just ask the question about what people think about Christians. Judgment will be at the top. And Paul's like, we got to stop this. Because think about this. Think about this. Jesus is our example. He's the one we follow. And when others judged him, what did he do? He forgave them. He died for them. He said this, if you remember, as he's stretching out his arms and they're mocking him, spitting in his face, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He doesn't cast condemnation on them. He doesn't judge them in that moment. No, no, no. God, forgive them. His heart is a heart that's broken as a result of the rebellion as a result of what they're doing to him? Is that your heart? Is that our hearts? They are hurling insults at him. And meanwhile, he is standing in their place, 
sacrificing his life. He is standing. He stood in your place, my place. And so it's kind of like, why? If that's Jesus' example for people who were murdered, who were part of like murdering him, why would we treat one another with condemnation, with judgment? Why would we do that? Does it make any sense in light of what Jesus has shown us? It makes no sense to our culture why we would do this. And we might say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what does this have to do with me? You know, like that moment with Jesus, it has everything to do with you. Everything, because everything you do, everything you do impacts what people see, whose people see Jesus is. You are a living sacrifice. You are a walking example of his life, of his death, of his resurrection. That's why Paul's coming back over and over going, you're crucified. It's not you. It's him in you. So display that to the world so they can see that's good news. right? We are called to live like Jesus. And your failure to do so and my failure to do so is what we will face the king with. We will step before him and give an account of what we did with our lives, how we treated one another, what we post, how we talk behind people's back. We will give an account to God. And that should cause us to go, whoa. But imagine for me, just for a moment, what would it look like? And what would our world think? If Christians didn't judge each other anymore, what would they do? They would know us by our love. And as they know us by our love, it draws them into the love of the Father. How beautiful. This is the life that we are being invited into. To live it to the full. Because we need to let our account reflect the love and the life of Jesus and all that we do. So the question is this, if you were to give an account before God right now, what would it sound like? And I don't know about you, um, as I kind of work through this, <laughs> I got some stuff to change. I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together and neither are you. And that's okay. But we do need to come before him with a repentant heart. God, make us new reform our hearts for your glory and your honor. So, Father, we need your help. Convict us, Spirit. And, Jesus, we look to your example, and we try to live it out in this world. Help us, Spirit of God, to do this for your glory and your honor. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.